Welcome to the Dietitian Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Smith, registered dietitian and weight loss expert. As your guest host, I'm interviewing dietitian bosses and sharing their stories to inspire you to take action and create a six-figure income using social media marketing. Beck Norris is an Australian dietitian working with women from across the globe to help them ditch diets and lose weight sustainably. With a background in health coaching and a love for easy throw-together recipes, Beck shows women exactly what and how they need to eat to prevent late-night snacking, manage cravings, and eat the right portion for them so they lose weight and keep it off. With the approach that food is so much more than nutrients, Beck works with her clients to add color to their diet, understand why we overeat, manage emotional eating, and learn healthy cues to set them up for long-term success. Welcome back. I am so excited to chat with you. Did I miss anything in your bio? Your bio is fantastic. Thank you. Uh, No, that covers everything. I love it. Now, before we dive into all of the goodness of this podcast, tell everyone where we can find you on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at nutrition.plantbased. I love it. Well, everyone go give her a follow right now. Check out her story. Probably showing her face like all of Libby's amazing clients do. Now, knowing your handle, nutrition plant based, I'm assuming you have a plant based approach. That's that's what I'm thinking. Can you tell us a little bit more about your niche? Yeah, it's really interesting. I actually started. I have a a big passion for plant based nutrition and helping the environment, and I, that's exactly where I started. So I've kind of pivoted quite a lot to use plant-based nutrition to help women lose weight at the moment. That is so amazing. Oh my goodness. Now, I know you kind of mentioned you started off with an emphasis, not only on plant-based nutrition, but also a love for the environment with the, with the work you do as being a dietitian. Can you talk about where you started off versus where you are now? In terms of, um, I suppose, finishing uni and starting my own business, I did my master's in dietetics up here in the Gold, on the Gold Coast <laughs> and then went straight into wanting to start my own business and in a way kind of failed. <laughs> As you do, you never see, you know, when there's kind of that overnight success, you don't really see all the hard work, all the failures that have happened um, in between that time. So tried a few different styles of business, more face-to-face in clinic and what actually happened is my the clinic I was working out of actually burnt down. So as devastating as that was, I was still in the early phases of business, which meant I hadn't invested, you know, a huge amount of money in, you know, laptops or, you know, scales or anything like that. But I took that as a sign to kind of go online. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is wild. When did this happen? Did that happen with all the wildfires down there? No, way before that, like two and a half years ago. Oh, wow. Okay, so that was unrelated. So this was a while ago. And what happened after that? Unrelated. Yeah, it was awesome. So it was um, completely unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. So took that as a sign to maybe get out of face-to-face, like having a, a a brick and mortar private practice and went online and tried to do it on my own for quite a while. And then obviously reached out to Libby and I've been in her program for the last six months. And that's where I am now. 
That is so amazing. Oh my goodness. Now, knowing kind of your story and what kind of pivoted you into being online, let's talk about the type of clients you work with, the audience you serve, and specifically your content on social media. So I know obviously your handle is nutrition.plantbased and you have a plant-based approach. Can you kind of walk us through your, not not only method, but how you coach and counsel your, your clients related to your niche? So yeah, this is still something that I'm developing, um, but I started offering one-on-one clients single sessions for a little bit and then a bundle. So I did a three-session bundle for a few weeks until I kind of hit my goal and then moved to packages. So I now offer my clients a three-month package, which is one-on-one, and it's really about using um, motivational interviewing and cognitive behaviour therapy to look at the habits that they have that's kind of impacting what they're eating. So rather than taking that kind of calorie restriction approach, it's really about, you know, what is on your plate, giving them the confidence and the skills to build that up, but then also look at, you know, what are those pesky habits that might be getting in the way, like late night snacking or drinking a little bit too much wine because of stress (laughs) or, you know, maybe dilly-dallying on social media and not getting in the kitchen and, you know, meal prepping for the week, even if it's just your snacks. So yeah, definitely a habit-based approach and then trying to introduce that color on the plate as well. That is so amazing. And I feel like so descriptive. I absolutely love it. Now I know your package model versus like doing a bundle of session has evolved over time. What about your niche? Like, did you start off doing this type of coaching in your business and, and working with this specific type of person that wants this coaching or how has that evolved? How's your niche evolved? Yeah, I would say absolutely no way. (laughs) I think I mentioned before that, you know, like I tried to give it a go I saw the work that Libby was doing and like the success that she was having with her clients and I would follow her clients and try and replicate basically what I was seeing in the sense that, you know, having a call to action in my bio and and, um, looking at the captions and having a call to action there. But I think until I really stepped out and got support from Libby herself, it wasn't that that was when I saw that I really wasn't solving a problem. Um, and starting with plant-based nutrition, you know, what what do my clients actually want me to help them with? So getting a bit more support and direction there helped me niche down to say, okay, maybe weight loss is the biggest problem that people are going to pay me for. And from there, just you know, give it a go, basically, rip that band-aid off and just see, see what happens. I love that. My favorite quote, rip the bandaid off, just go. I completely agree with that. And I think for you too, what what I love about what you said is like, you can pick up bits and pieces of, you know, many of Libby's amazing clients and their success and what they're doing, but there is so much thought and intention behind the problems that you are solving. And you can do like what I say in my business is, you know, you can eat healthy, but that's not eating healthy for weight loss. Right. So it's doing it with like the intention and specifically for you. And what I'm hearing, what you've learned from Libby is, is, you know, you were doing all the right things in essence, but you weren't specific about the problem you were solving. So you were kind of like running, but not getting anywhere. Right. When it comes to your business, what do you think helped what clicked the most when you finally invested and in with Libby and truly were solving a problem? Like what clicked for you that got you to the place that now you have a business and this isn't like a hobby for you anymore? Yeah, stop making posts for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think that is like, I mean, I listen to all the podcasts and, you know, obviously being coached by Libby and having the community of girls that are also in a very similar um, stage of business really helps. But 
oh, my God, you look back and you're like, no one cares about that. That's just me. I just care about that. (laughs) So, yeah, I think really looking at from the perspective of who are you targeting, what do they actually want to see? And now I get so many comments and DMs saying, wow, you really hit a nerve there or are you speaking to me directly? Like I'm like, uh, yes, I am. <laughs> that girlfriend is um, when you know you made it. That's when you know you're yeah. solving the problem. And, and yeah. that's really how you're supposed to use Instagram marketing to grow your private practice. Not play this, like, not that the DMs don't matter, but you know, your content, when you really strike a nerve and you understand that ideal person, that ideal client you want through the door, you understand the ins and outs of them. And it's, you know, obviously an evolution over time. You don't get there overnight, right? You have to really put thought and effort into it. But when you really strike that nerve, like you've hit the jackpot, like that is what is going to bring you those clients and really grow your impact in your business. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it is ever evolving. It's still evolving for myself. I mean, I would love to integrate more plant-based nutrition in there, but again, that's what I want to do. So I'm just testing the waters a little bit and seeing, you know, is this an interest of my ideal client? And if so, in the future, I'll, I'll just test a few posts, see how it goes sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I love that you brought that up. Like you don't have to give up parts of your business that you do love, but it is important to serve your ideal client. So that's where like right now, what I'm hearing is you're navigating the kind of like the happy medium of it, like using your method, but also, and beliefs, but then also, you know, trying to find like what your ideal audience wants and the amount of plant-based nutrition that you will have on your feed and in your practice to kind of balance it out. So that's amazing. And I think that definitely is an amazing niche that, you know, you, you do need to be in. There's a lot of women wanting to lose weight with a vegetarian style of eating. So it's amazing. So knowing that and knowing your success, really niching down and making content for your ideal client and not for back and not for yourself, what are some maybe like one or two tips that you would give the listeners about building not only that know, like, and trust, which I know Libby talks extensively about, we mention it all the time over here on the Dietitian Boss podcast, but about really striking that nerve and like having those clients see a post and see your story and be like, I want to work with Beck. Like what, what are some tips that you would give some newer dietitians starting out? To be patient. (laughs) You can't, you can't rush it. And this is something that I myself am always dealing with, you know, telling myself to just keep going, like don't try and rush things. People need to build that they need to like you for one. And if they don't like you, they'll just unfollow. So don't worry about that. (laughs) But they need to like you and know you, which means you need to get on stories. If you're not posting every day, okay, but you need to get on stories and really be vulnerable, talk about what you're doing and have a bit of a call to action. So a bit of a, you know, a mix kind of breaks it up, not selling, selling, you know, one thing all the time. I think that's a little bit more enjoyable. And I think looking at, you know, people that you follow and what you enjoy that can show you sometimes how they kind of mix their strategy together. So yeah, just being consistent and patient with yourself and and your ideal client too. I love that. And I also really wanted to point out one thing that you said, like posting and like sticking to your guns, you know, sticking to what is working and then not letting other people who like me be unfollow you. If you are starting off and like you really pay attention closely to your followers at first and you're tracking it, not letting that get to you. And I love that. That's something I wish I knew when I was starting off because I, I, felt like I was so addicted to the numbers when in reality, followers don't equal money. I mean, obviously it's amazing when you're able to have more impact, but it's not just about the followers, but actually people saying no to your product, people unfollowing you and people, you know, 
you know, going away from your business isn't always a bad thing. That shows that you're being so clear. And, you know, if you don't have people somewhat either disagreeing or not wanting to follow you in a sense, like that actually shows that you're being very clear and you're trying to attract the person who has completely different beliefs than maybe that person that was following you. So I really love that. And I think that's something sometimes we overlook. And I know I overlooked that when I was first starting, I thought it was a failure. Yeah. I mean, I still have those thoughts, <laughs> but you know, it's that's hard. just, that's part of it. Hey. And I, yeah, you're never going to serve everyone. And you know, that's something that Libby teaches is you're not supposed to be serving any, everyone anyway. And yeah, sometimes the, the person isn't ready as well. Like, you know, if we think about, you know, the skills in the um, behavior change and stages of change, if they're not ready to commit and sign up with you, then they're potentially not the right client either. Yeah, absolutely. And as much as you, they, you may think that they're the right client, if you know there's signs and symptoms that they they truly are just not ready to make a change, it's arguably better for them to pass up on that opportunity. And you know they can come back at another time too, which I know is something um, in the business side of things that is you know important. Now, when it comes to your social media and really using it as not a hobby, of course, to grow your business, to grow your private practice. What can you walk us through kind of your experience, not only growing your following and your impact on there, but also how you make sales, right? Like your business, right? So how, tell us a little bit more about your experience growing that over the past six months in her program. Yeah. So before I worked with Libby in the group program, I would probably just scroll a little bit too much. And I still, I still have to, you know, watch myself on that. But scrolling without intention and just make it basically makes you feel really crap because you just compare yourself. So that was before. And then now what I do from what I've learned as part of working with Libby is really setting dedicated time every day to have intention with what you're looking for. So for me, that's trying to find hashtags that relate to my ideal client and look at the language that they're using. What are they posting about? Where do they live? What are they actually doing to really try and hone in on the activities that they do and paint that, you know, paint that picture of who this is, basically validate what I'm thinking my ideal client is. And then using some of that to create content. So that might be um, either stories or um, my captions and my posts. And then once I post, I'm looking at insights and basically reposting what is working. And for me, I'm trying to focus on things like the clicks, you know, clicking my um, my call to action, my link in my bio. That doesn't always convert to an application, but it still shows that, you know, people are taking that next step. Yeah, absolutely. Now, knowing all of the stuff you now use social media for, was this always the case for you? Or is this something that you've really honed in on over the past few months to kind of really switch your mindset into like being intentional with Instagram? I was very much focused on vanity metrics, like number of followers and number of likes. And a few months ago, um, Instagram actually got rid of likes. So as a business owner, you can see them, but as a person on the other side, you can't. So I started to be like, oh, likes don't even matter anymore, really, because like people can't see them anyway. But still followers was a big thing. I was like, want to reach 2000, just like trying to get that. But now that focus has shifted to, I just want to get clients, really. I actually don't care at all about the following number. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, let's hold up because that is the hardest mindset switch. 
it is by far, I think the hardest mindset switch to have. I think when you first begin like your dietitian boss journey of wanting a private practice, you're like, I want the vanity metrics. I want a lot of followers that equals money. That was my experience at least. What helped you go from focusing on followers to focusing on money and impact? Um, as soon as I saw the process work, basically. So as soon as I got my first client, I was kind of like, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> um, so it was just kind of replicating, trying to replicate what I did well to convert that client to a sale or that lead to a sale, I should say. And, and you know, in, in that sense, there's no brain power really to focus on followers then because you're so focused on trying to make the next sale. I love that. And I think that is really going to help a lot of dietitians out there who are more at the beginning of the journey. Maybe they are really struggling focusing on those vanity metrics and, you know, it's okay. Like it is totally okay. Just like, you know, coming to dietitians like us, it's okay. If you dieted before, there is a better way. We promise you. Um, and really you're, you're living proof of that. Now with all of the, the metrics that you do track um, as a business profile on Instagram, how has that impacted your content creation process? Like, can you walk us through kind of how you create Instagram content to, you know, serve your ideal client? So every Thursday or Friday, which is pretty much today, I will look <laughs> at my posts for the week and I will literally put into a spreadsheet the, the comments, the number of comments, the number of website clicks, the number of sales or coaching applications that I got, if any, and a few other metrics and then try and work out what were the top posts. So if there were no clicks, sometimes it is about kind of reach and things like that. So you need to be a little bit flexible in how, I suppose, you're looking at it. It's definitely an art, not a science, Libby tells me. <laughs> so it's, it is trying to interpret what's happened for the week and compare. It does go up and down and Sometimes that can be a little bit frustrating because you're recreating a post from last week that did really well, but it didn't do well this week. And you're like, oh, I just want like the magic, you know, you just want the magic number. Similar to what like our weight loss clients want. They just want to get there and, you know, have the magic diet that works. But in fact, it's like a combination of all these different things that is actually going to get results long term. And one of them is being consistent and reviewing and reflecting on what is actually happening week by week. I love that. That is so, so helpful. And I think that's such an important strategy and give so much value to the people listening to this podcast right now, the dietitian bosses out there. Like it, it just like we tell our clients to no matter what niche we're in, review your diet, analyze, you know, what's going well, what isn't going well, that failure of maybe not having a lot of reach, like we can blame it, yes, on the algorithm or whatnot, but at, in reality, like look inside, like what can we do to be better? And I think part of being a dietitian boss is truly trying to figure out how to be better and how to constantly up level and, you know, meet the demands of, of the ideal person that you're trying to work with that ideal client that you want to help so badly. Um, so it's, it's always an ongoing process. It does not end once you have one good post. Like it is about repeating that process over and over again. So you can then grow your impact in your business. So it works for you. Yeah, absolutely. It is definitely an ongoing process. <laughs> oh, amen. Amen. I think any any dietitian at any point of business, I think they would say the exact same thing. Um, it is a never-ending process, but it's, it gets easier. It definitely does get easier when you have a plan and a purpose. So can you talk about specifically on Instagram, because I know that's the platform you mostly hang out on, um, how you use your Instagram through social media posts, um, so like on your feed and your Instagram story, how you use those 
different platforms, almost within Instagram, right? The different parts of Instagram to sell your nutrition coaching services. So I always have a call to action on every single post. So at the end of the post, you'll see, it will basically say, click the link in my bio to apply for coaching. So I change that up, you know, to keep it a little bit interesting, see what works as well. So that is one way to direct people to um, apply for coaching and for me to make sales. Um, And the other way is in stories. So I, I usually just share a little bit about maybe what I've got on for the day or if I'm seeing a client. I'll share their food diary, de-identified, of course, but just to show that, you know, I do have a look at what somebody is eating and provide feedback and some other things that I might share in there as well is just kind of a bit of self-care and mindset. So that's something that I'm starting to integrate a little bit more that, you know, it's okay to have days that don't work out and especially with everything going on, I think it's really important to kind of show that you're human as well and um, if now is not the right time for them to to invest in their health, they can still be working on things like mindset and self-care to help themselves. That is awesome. And it sounds like it's not just click the link in bio, like you have multiple different ways that you're promoting your coaching services, which I think is really important. It well rounds your Instagram. It's giving um, your followers and even just new people coming to your page, very different ways that of how you support your clients and really your personality. And I think it is so important to show your personality in the way you deliver your link in bio or the way you deliver, you know, whatever content that you're trying to promote for your niche. Because at the end of the day, they want to invest with that, right? They don't want to invest with, you know, just your profile. They want to invest with you. Like that's the whole thing that you're selling, not just, you know, the, the coaching program that you have. So those are phenomenal ways to do that, especially with the motivation stuff. I love that. Awesome. So really kind of wrapping up here, thinking of your success over the past six months, what advice would you give yourself six months ago when you were just beginning this process? What would you give us advice to that back when she was beginning this journey. It took me so long to rip that bandaid off, honestly. Even once I was working with Libby, the coaching had started, I was still really like digging my heels in, trying to hold on to this plant-based for the environment. And it's not to say that that won't happen in the future, but I think I needed to do weight loss in order to see that the processes work and learn the skills of making sales and the processes like, you know, reposting the content that works and getting a story in your captions and all of those, yeah, the basic skills that you need as a business owner, basically. I love that. And I think it takes a long for people to rip the bandaid off, but even when you have all the tools and information, it can still be really hard, right? Like I joke with Libby sometimes, she gives me advice for for my business and, you know, mentoring me and whatnot. And, you know, sometimes like when I finally do what she says, I'm like, oh my God, then I get the result. So it can be really hard. And it's, I mean, it's so true with our clients, right? Sometimes it's so hard to do what you know you need to do, but when you do it and you, you start believing that it's going to work, you're going to get the result. But, you know, as long as you just rip that bandaid off, that's what matters most. Yeah, and you can always, like, if it doesn't work, just pivot again. Like, I've pivoted Amen. a few different times. And I think at the end of the day, if you're really starting out, you just need to learn the skills. Like, stop trying to do it on your own because, yeah, that's another thing I wish I invested sooner, to be honest, because, yeah, literally, like, yes, it's a big investment, but it's just like your clients. Like, do you want them to be trying to do it on their own for the next four years? No, just get the advice that you need, 
and you're going to get results sooner, basically. Amen. 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 I always say I wish when I get asked that question too, I wish that I I didn't do this sooner because the longer you wait, the longer it is until you achieve that goal. And then you're doing this whole trial and error thing. Nothing is ever good with trial and error. Let me tell you that. So having fast track, just like we fast track our clients is, you know, so important for seeing that success at the rate that we we want it to be at. Everyone wants results quick, but you know, there's no quick road, but definitely there is a quicker road when you have a roadmap of what you should be doing for sure. So I love that. Last question I have to ask you, what's next for your business? I know it's been six months of you really getting clear on your niche, understanding your Instagram feed, your content, making sales, which I think is, you know, the best part about this all being able to have that impact and actually working with clients. Where do you want to go next? So I actually came into this wanting to not coach clients, which is quite hard. Whoa, that's a big deal. But I will continue coaching clients to to further refine the pain points and make sure that I have the ideal client, you know, really kind of mapped out. And then I would like to launch a few digital products, maybe an online workshop. And then from there, long-term plans is actually a food product. So it's a bit different to coaching. (laughs) That is so cool. I am going to continue following you along so I can make sure to see this amazing food product. I know you probably don't want to give too many details away, but that is really cool and just shows like you start off at this foundation of Instagram marketing and understanding the person you're trying to serve with your idea and your product. And then it can literally build into anything you want your business to be like, literally you are the boss. It's like so cool. I love this stuff. Amazing. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're a creative person or you like something that's a bit different every day, then running your own business is definitely the way to go. And yeah, I cannot wait to go full time in business, honestly. <laughs> I cannot wait. We're going to have you back on here when you go full time. And I definitely I can't wait for it. It's going to be awesome. It'll happen sooner than we think, right? Um, Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Well, Beck, can you remind us one last time where to find you on Instagram? Yeah, I'm at nutrition.plantbased. I love it. And any last words of advice or wisdom for the dietitian boss followers? You need to rip the bandaid off. Do it today. <laughs> love it. Do it today, guys. This is awesome. Thank you so much, Beck, and hope you have a good day. Thanks, Lauren. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.